Hey, I don't know if you guys realize this. I don't know what your past church experience has been, but our band is flipping awesome. I'm just like I've been I've been part of worship teams for I don't know 18, 19 years since I started playing bass a long time ago. And these guys are great. So let's just let's show them a little show them a little love this morning. That's right. And uh, which, by the way, if you're like, man, I wish we could, I, just Sunday isn't enough. I just need more of our band. Well, guess what? This week you are in luck. Because Saturday, over at Oaklawn Park, they're going to be jamming as uh, part of Homegrown Festival. That's right. So you guys come on out, take in some music. Again, some of that music is going to be provided by our very own Radiant Life rock band. And I expect to see some pretty good air guitar out there, um, or air bass. Miles, you're jamming. You're jamming. You could play bass and rock out too. That's a thing. So, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Josh. I'm the student ministries pastor here, and this is the last track, the last installment of our summer mixtape series. You've had the opportunity to hear from uh, the different staff, kind of what God has put on their heart, and we're going to close that series out today. And we're going we're gonna to dig into uh, an aspect of living like Jesus that can be a little bit challenging for some people. And when I say some people, I mean, I mean me. This past week, I had the privilege to hang out with a few of our teenagers on a missions trip in Benton Harbor, so not, not terribly far away. But we were able to serve in various capacities. And there was a point during the week that we were, we were working on something. Me and, and one of our students were working on a, a gate. We were just trying to get something fixed. And we, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. And I said, hey, I was talking to the gal who ran this organization. I said, I said we, we, if we could just do this and this, you know, we can get this thing working great for you. She's like, okay, here are the tools. We had like this dinky little, you know, it looks like a pistol, this little handsaw. You know, we had a hammer, an odd assortment of rusty nails. And like the more I'm, the more I'm working at this, like I just, I just, I kept getting upset. I was like, oh, like we were, <laughs> Aiden knows, it was, it was me and Aiden, we were working on it. Um, like I'm just trying to saw this part of the fence, like at the I'm bending the snot out of the blade, and I'm just like, Ugh, like, why can't they just give me like a sawzall? You know, there's this other part over here. Like, if we could just rip that on a table saw, we'd be. This would be so much easier. And the Holy Spirit totally convicted me. He's like, he's like, dude, he's like, like, where where are you coming from? I was so caught up, with like, well, I know the right way to do this job. Like, my way would be so much better. And the Holy Spirit says, he says, dude, like if they, if they were going to do this job, these are the tools they would have to work with. They don't have $600 worth of saws just to make your life easier. And I was challenged in the way that I was viewing this whole situation. I was upset because, again, my way was better. My way was right. And God says, no, get over yourself. 
Show of hands, who here has ever had a bad attitude towards a person or a situation in your life? Only half of you. Like, <laughs> all right, the other half, I would like you to come up here and please do this teaching because you're way further ahead than I am because <laughs> cause I'm, I'm not there yet. I, I have bad attitudes sometimes, right? And I, and I think, oh, it's like if they would only do it my way. And I get caught up in my perspective on things in the way I think things should be done. We talk a lot here about living like Jesus, and like I said, we're going to talk about one aspect of that. I want to read a passage from the book of Romans. If you have your, your Bible with you today, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 12. If you've got your phone or your tablet, you've got your little version app, just and get there, Romans chapter 12. This was a letter written by a guy named Paul. He started a church well, he started a bunch of churches. Then he would write them letters to help them process through what it means to live like Jesus. And he wrote a letter to followers of Jesus in Rome, which is why it's called Romans. And uh, he had a couple of things to say to them. We're going to read Romans 12. We're going to just read verse 2 here this morning. And we're going to talk about this. Because I think this verse is, is pretty huge. It says this in Romans 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I want to key in on that second part of that first sentence there. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, if you've been hanging out at Radiant Life for a while or you know, in another church, I'm sure you've heard this word transform, right? We talk a lot about the transforming power of Jesus. Jesus will change your life. You come to know Jesus and, and he gets a hold of you, transformation occurs. But I found it really interesting as I was reading through this that Paul says that transformation will happen by God changing the way you think. Now, when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? His answer was, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Sometimes I think we neglect that. We like the, we like the heart, right? We, we like the emotional side of things. Or like, oh, that's, that's easy. That feels warm and fuzzy. That's great. Sometimes we neglect the mind in a few different ways. We're going to talk about one of those today. Talk about how we can be transformed by God changing the way we think. Because here's the deal. The way we think influences the way that we act. Right? I'm sitting here in Benton Harbor with a, a bent, junky little saw and I'm thinking this is ridiculous this is so ridiculous and because I think this is ridiculous there's so much better way that I could do this I start to get angry which how how messed up is that right like I'm like hey you know what? I'm gonna go I'm gonna serve people you know I just want to be a blessing and I'm getting mad about a stinking saw 
And all of that was influenced by the way I thought about the situation. Again, you've said, oh, hey, I've had a bad attitude towards a person before. Right? Okay, show of hands again. Have you ever had a time where you had a bad attitude towards a person? You're like, oh, this person just... And then later on you found out you were totally wrong about that person? And you're like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. You do that awkward laugh, and then you try to pretend like nothing ever happened. That, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they're great, they're great. The way we think about people and situations will influence the way we act in those situations and towards those people. Here at Rainy Life, we say, hey, we want to live like Jesus. So what does it look like to think like Jesus? If he's going to change the way we think, he's going to say, hey, I want you to think more like I do. What does that look like? And you get a great picture of that as you read through Scripture. If you read the accounts of Jesus' life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you'll see Jesus interact with people and you'll see him respond in situations and the word that, I, that I've always kind of used to sum that up is, is that it's backwards. The way Jesus operates doesn't always make sense, and it seems totally backwards compared to how we might normally respond. Jesus comes on the scene and he says, hey, you guys say an eye for an eye. You know, if somebody punches you, you punch them back. Jesus says, no, 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 but my way is this. He says, I want you to love your enemies. I want you to pray for the people that hurt you. Well, what, why, why would you say that, Jesus? That's just, that's just not the way it works in the real world, right? If somebody is, is a jerk to me, I have full right to be a jerk to them, right? Jesus says, no, I, I want you to love that person. Because I want you to pray for that person. It's backwards. Jesus hung out with people. You think, here's Jesus, right? The Son of God shows up on earth in human form. And who does he go hang out with? He's hanging out with the tax collectors. The people hated them. He's hanging out with prostitutes and drunkards. All these people... And, and the powers that were in those days, the religious powers were like, whoa, what are you doing? You can't hang out with these people. He says, no, this is what I came for. The Son of God on earth, human form. He could have, he could have strolled up to Caesar's and been like, hey, what's up, Caesar? I'm taking over this joint. Get out of here. He didn't do that. He could have gotten in with the religious leaders and said, okay, guys, you know how we can really capitalize on this? Here's my 10-point plan for how we're going to make this work. He didn't do that. Jesus shows up on the scene. He says, I want to bring the message of God's love and forgiveness. I'm going to go to the people that everybody hates. How often do we make decisions on who we hang out with 
based on, ooh, I don't know what that would do to my reputation. Like, well, that, I'm trying to be part of the popular group, and that one is not part of the popular group. I'm going to just kind of stay away from that person. Like, oh, I know what that person's all about. Jesus did it backwards. We think, oh, hey, we want to have influence. We got to get in at the top. I'm going to run for political office, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with running for political office. But we, we have this, this top-down idea of leadership. Jesus, when talking to his disciples, said, you want to be great? You want to be first? You have to be last. You have to be a servant. You have to be a slave. And he totally flipped it on its head. He says, you guys think you know how to do this? You know how you, you, know how you think you're supposed to think, the way you're supposed to view life, what your attitude should be, what your perspectives are? Jesus says, no, let me, let me show you a different way to do things. And all throughout Scripture, you can see that. Throughout what we're called to live like, doesn't always look like we think it should. He says, you need to repay evil for good. Again, similar to loving your enemies, but like, no, no, no. I don't want to repay evil for good. It doesn't make sense. It's backwards thinking. And I think at the core of everything that Jesus calls us to, at the core of all of those things is one concept. We're going to read a, another passage. This from the book of Philippians, another letter that Paul wrote. And he says this, right? He's already told us, God is going to transform you by changing the way you think. And then he says this to the church in Philippi, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Well, what, what attitude is that? It says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the what position? Humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Again, he could have rolled onto the scene and said, all right, guys, Messiah time. He showed up and he was humble. And I think that is the core of all those things that he calls us to. Humility, elevating those around us to where we take a higher view of them than we do of ourselves. It doesn't mean you're down on yourself. But in relation to other people, you elevate them. That was the attitude that Jesus had. And he calls us to that same thing. Paul tells us, have the same attitude as Christ Jesus. Jesus himself, shortly before he was crucified, had all of his disciples together and he washes their feet. He actually performs the act of a servant. And then he tells them, hey, I'm here to serve you. Now go and serve others. Go and be humble. Interact with people based on humility. 
change the way you think. Don't think sweet. We've got an in with the Messiah. This is going to go good for us. He says, no. Humility. Change the way you look at people and situations. God will transform our lives. He will transform us into who He has called us to be. And Paul says He will do that by changing the way we think. Change the way we think. Because here's the deal. Thinking is not a private event. We think, oh, well, that's just in my head, right? It's, it's my own little thing going on here. But what we think plays out in relationship. Several months ago, if you were here, Ryan did the series Puzzled. And he went over the, the overall narrative of the Bible. And right out of the gate with that, he talked about how in the beginning, in Genesis, humanity kind of gave God the bird and said, you know what, we're going to do this our own way. And everything went downhill from there. And that shattered four relationships. When we said, no, we're going to do this our way, that jacked up our relationship with God. That jacked up our relationship with other people. That jacked up our relationship with this physical world. And it jacked up our relationship with ourselves. And the way we think plays out in all four of those relationships. So you say, well, what is it what does it mean to transform us into a new creation, into a new person by changing the way we think? One of those things is that it will bring healing in those four relationships. Because guess what? The way you think about God will influence the way you interact with God. The way you think about other people will influence the way you interact with other people. The way you think about yourself is pretty big. Our thoughts are not just a private event. So God says, I need to change the source of everything that you do. I want to make you like you have the same mind as Christ. And where did Jesus operate from? He operated from a place of humility. This perspective, this attitude, this mindset that said, I want to elevate people. I'm going to elevate people. I'm not going to roll in there and, and have a power play. I'm going to show up and I'm going to elevate people. Now, some of you might think this sounds familiar because actually about a year and a half ago, I did a message which we were talking about. Remember, I, I told you all that I, I was going to pray you had a really terrible waiter when you go out for Sunday lunch. I talk about humility again because this is something that I struggle with. Pride is something that I have to battle. Like I said, I'm on a trip to serve other people and, and in creeps this thought of, my way would be better. So it's something that God is working on me on. Working on me on? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the only rabbit trail so far today. So we're, we're, we're going. If we can get humility right, 
what might that look like in our lives? And the way you relate to your boss, the way you relate to your spouse, to your siblings, to your parents, to your teachers. Oh my goodness, okay, I hang out with students, right? And, and students will say, oh, this teacher is terrible. They just hate me. Like, no, dude, like I'm pretty sure they don't. Like have you gone to talk to them? No, because they hate me. I had a classmate in college who was like that. Wouldn't go and talk to the professor. He failed out of our program because he was so sure the professor hated him and was trying to make him fail. He would never go and talk to her for feedback. Like just the way we think about people matters. It matters. And if you're here and you're a Jesus follower, here's the thing. Following Jesus will change the way you think. which will change the way you act, which will change lives. When we get this right, when we get humility right, when we start to think backwards, it flows out from there. We think different, so we will act different, and that will change lives. It will change our life. First and foremost, our life will be changed. But then as we interact with people and as we respond in situations in a manner that honors God and his call for us to live out humility, those around us will be impacted. So you say, okay, Jesus calls us to change. Like, what's the big deal? Like, what's going to happen? Again, man, think about how much less conflict you might have if, if you don't go into everything thinking, well, no, my way is the best. My way is the best. Everyone else who doesn't do it my way is wrong. Right? I think one of, the, one of the ways that we can learn to think like Jesus is to actually shut up and listen to other people every now and then. Right? I think our default setting, and maybe this is just me, our default setting is I'm right, you're not. What if we would just hang on for a minute and listen to what somebody else has to say? Get somebody else's perspective on it. Might the level of conflict in our lives go down? So how do we change the way we think? How do we think like Jesus? How do we think backwards? I think a great first step, like I mentioned, you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you'll get a really good feel for the way Jesus thought. As you observe the way he responds in situations and the way he interacts with people, you say, oh, wow. I would encourage you, start reading Matthew chapter 1. Well, that might be a genealogy. Maybe skip that chapter. Matthew chapter 2. But be intentional and say, okay, how is Jesus operating in this situation? And then play the imagination game and say, okay, well, if I was in that situation, if people were coming to me with this issue, if, if this was what I was experiencing, how would I respond? 
read the accounts of Jesus' life through the lens of how did Jesus think. As I mentioned before, another great way to change the way you think is to take that time to listen to other people. A third way is to get outside your norm. Right? I, I love missions trips. I had, a, I had a blast. You know, I went with a few of the teens, and it was great. We had a good time. We were able to serve. And again, even me, somebody who should know better, right? God had to challenge me. He gets me outside of my normal perspective. And he says, no, you have, I've got some things I need to work on you on, Jeff. Work. There I go with that again. Some things I need to, I need to trim in your life, Josh. Mission trips are awesome. I don't know if you've ever had an, the opportunity to go on a mission trip. But I would encourage it. If for no other reason than it's, it's ripping you out of your normal situation and putting you in a place where you're experiencing totally different culture. We went to Benton Harbor, which is only an hour and a half away. Totally different culture in Benton Harbor, Michigan, compared to Sturgis, Michigan. And if you're like, well, that's just too close. Well, guess what? In January, I'm going to be taking a group of people to Sierra Leone. So maybe you're like, you know what? Maybe in Africa I could get some perspective. Talk to me. Let's get you to Africa. Next year, spring break, there are a couple of gals from church who are going to be leading a trip to Haiti. You want to rock your world? Go hang out in Haiti for a little bit. If that's not outside your norm, I don't know what is. Get outside your normal set of thinking, your normal perspectives, and be open to learn. Because that's the thing. You could go to Haiti and just be like, whatever, they're just all doing it wrong. If they would just do this and this and this and this and this. No, you got to be open to learn. I told the students that went, like, you'll learn as much as you let God teach you. I, don't, did I, I probably didn't word it quite like that. That basic idea, they're looking at me like, you just said, but that idea, like, you will, you will get out of this what you put into it. Like, if you go in open to learn, God will teach you some things. Maybe for you, getting out of your norm is, you know what, I normally shop at Meijer. I'm going to go to Walmart. Totally different culture. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, is that, am I allowed to say that? Like, is that? <laughs> Maybe start there, and by spring break, you'll be good for Haiti, or by January, you'll be ready for Africa. But I think one of the most impactful things that you can do, and I don't say this as somebody who has perfected it. I say this as somebody who is trying to make this part of my daily routine. Is you wake up in the morning and you pray. And you say, God, today, help me see people the way that you do. Help me think about people the way you do. And help me respond in situations in a way that honors you. Help me see people in situations through a lens of humility.
Because I think if you start to see people the way that God sees people, man, we're going to change this town. Because guess what? That person that you're ticked at, that person that has always given you crap and you're just like, I'm going to hit them with a cinder block. Jesus showed up and he died for that person. That's how much he loves that person who is driving you crazy. He said, they're worth dying for. You're like, no, they're just keep the dying part, but let's transfer it to them. Jesus says, I love that person. And if you were here last week, JB brought awesome message about the gospel. Because guess what? When it all boils down to it, we're just as crappy as they are. That's the bad news, right? None of us are going to hit the mark. So let's get some humility going on here. Every day, Lord, help me see people and situations the way you see them. And then as he shows you what that looks like, live it out. Because the way you think will change, which will change the way you act, which will change lives. Let God change your mind and let's be change makers. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for being who you are. Thank you for transforming us. Lord, it's not always pleasant. Lord, you will turn us into the people you want us to be. Lord, we often say, Lord, I I gave my heart to Jesus. Let us be people that give our minds to Jesus. Change the way we think. Change the way we act and change lives. And may all the glory.